a single tree podcast episode 26 today we're going to talk about the life energy this one may go off the rails a little bit i think i'm joel i'm brandon good morning everybody welcome we're happy to have you with us and um we'll talk about how we came about this discussion just a little bit but um it's easy for us as we live life to feel like the things that we do are meaningless especially when we realize that they're going to pass away at some point all of our activities the tangible things that we see and interact with in our lives and uh i guess i was just thinking or i've been thinking for a while that um about about what does matter about what is perpetual uh, or eternal you could say eternal and um, you know there's not a lot <laughs> I mean there's a lot of things that we we do that sort of feel like they matter but you know in a thousand or a million or a billion years it seems like basically everything that we do will pass away and yet our lives can feel very meaningful at times and I think sort of one of the irreducible things for me is just um, this life energy which I suppose we can try to explain just a little bit but um, that is the thing that I think we can interact with and think about and talk about and try to access that does matter that is meaningful and that is irreducible um how do we explain that though so <laughs> the life energy yeah like what what is that it, you could there are so many different entry points into even talking about what it is or how you could experience it. But so some could say it's just like your sense of that you exist. Mm-hmm. You know? Sure. Or, sure. or a sense of presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Inside yourself. Um, or that feeling you get when you are, feel connected or whatever. Mm, yeah yeah I think the <clears throat> maybe the easiest way for me to think about it and, and conceptualize it capture it would be to think about the feeling of resonance in a relationship with someone else which is when you find true connection that feels um, good and satisfying and it also feels creative and you can find that in a relationship with another person one other person you can find it with a group of people and you can find it interacting with basically anything in your environment Um, but it kind of is contained in the relationship that you have with that other person so um, I mean you could certainly have a sense of resonance 
um, or life-giving energy within yourself. Um, you know, when you are functioning optimally, um, but it's also something that we experience and, and feel in relationship to other things. And, you know, when we get outside of ourselves and engage in a relationship or engage in doing something with our environment, um, you know, we, we kind of feel this, uh, this perpetual life energy, which, which is brought about by our interaction with, with something. I mean, it, our bodies are systems within themselves, and so there's lots of interactions that are occurring within us. Um, but then, you know, our our consciousness is actually interacting with its environment. Our consciousness is is interacting with others' consciousness and the greater consciousness that we talk about. Mm-hmm. So I think you know it's it's maybe easiest for me to think about it in terms of. Um, kind of bringing about life in the relationships that I have or bringing about life in an organization that I'm a part of Um, or just bringing about life interacting with the physical world around me. So how you're interfacing or how you're interacting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, How how I do that, how I interact with the people around me, the things around me, how I am in a system or as a member of a, a culture or a society matters to me because I can either bring about life or not. Cho- choose not to participate in that. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of interesting because, like, um, even when you choose not to participate, you're still participating. Yeah. You're still part of the system. That's one of the things, like when we were talking earlier, it's you can't not participate and you can't not be in the life force because mm-hmm. that's what's always mm-hmm. driving and, and working everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think of kind of... <clears throat> I've tried to describe it one way to a person one time and um, so I kind of used the analogy of um, and like a like a glove with no hand in it right mm-hmm. and how it's just kind of there really kind of shapeless really n- not much form mm-hmm. but when and it doesn't move right but when you put a hand in the glove it it takes it takes shape right and it starts to move around and do all of these things mm-hmm. and I think of like anything that has form like a tree or an animal or a human as like basically these gloves that would other, otherwise just kind of be limp but that mm-hmm. that life forces that hand inside the glove moving everything around it animates it and, right, you know, and so if you use that analogy and you look at everything around you, everything's being energized by that mm-hmm. life 
force, and it's all the same life force. I wonder if uh, I wonder if some people just lose sight of that, you know, um, that they're actually the the life force is inside of them, animate the animating them and um, causing them to to bring about life in other things mm-hmm. or something because you know life doesn't always feel like life giving or something you know well, you, you might get depressed or just sort of like checked out or disengaged from life and it it's, it seems like there are a lot of people who feel that way that that's a, that's their experience of their life and i wonder if they've just kind of lost sight of it it's i mean you are participating even if you don't choose to participate, if that's even possible. Um, but then there's kind of how that feels to you or your, your, or your perspective on it, you know? And if you don't have consciousness or awareness that uh, you are participating or that, or that you are life embodied, then, you know, that's going to affect your mental health. <laughs> it's going to affect how you feel and how you experience and and whether you're engaging <laughs> with life, w- with others, with your environment. So then you're kind of speaking to how having clarity about your existence on a really deep and fundamental level can change your experience. It's And it's not even necessarily that if you realize this or if you went into a deeper understanding of this that you're going to start doing all of these radically different things on the outside. Actually, probably what happens is you find out you're doing a lot of the same things maybe but how they're done is differently. Yeah, is, and you, is done differently. Yeah, and you may feel differently as you do them. You know? And and maybe part of that is like realizing what your what your place in the world is, what your what your function is as an embodiment of the life energy. You know? So like um, being creative is one way that you could do that. You know, like maybe there's some way you can manifest the life energy or bring it about in a new way um, that is an evolution of the, the consciousness or the life energy that hasn't ever been done before or hasn't, hasn't ever come about in that certain way. You know, that's that's one way that you can and if you feel like you're in that vocation or in that creative work fully and you know exactly what your role is and your job is in bringing about life, then it feels really, it's a really, I say it's a clean experience. Like it just feels, there's not any excess thought you're just in the moment, present to whatever you're doing, 
And, um, you know, there's not all these anxious thoughts about like, what am I doing the right thing? Or am I supposed to be doing something different? Or should I feel guilty about doing this? Or, you know, you're just living it out. I like that word though, though. It's a much more clean experience because, and I think what, another way you could say it is just, it's, it's a less fragmented yeah. Ex- experience. It's a coherent experience mm-hmm. too, is a way to say less fragmented. Yeah. You're just being what you're supposed to be. Hmm. So how have you been able to, and I'm sure, you know, there's a million different ways to kind of connect more deeply to that to that life force then how have you been able to you feel like it's been an experience that you've had that where you've gone deeper into it or like you're just kind of an uncovering of something that's just always been there and like you're just more more and more aware of it and if so then how have you found ways to like uncover it well I don't know that I do it well very often but um, I think I think for me uh, it's kind of one, one of the ways that I feel like I can bring about life or or just connect with the life energy is just um is just by sort of going toward the broken places in my life or um, in my own self or or my story and try to bring about like redemption of those or um, healing maybe in myself and then like let that pour out onto others does that make sense hmm I think it does make sense. Like we were talking, we were talking in the last last episode about, um, you know, how whatever you are becoming is what's going to bleed out onto others, or I mean, it's it's always going to have an effect on the system that you're in, or on other people, and and you know, in almost a one to one ratio is. You know, nothing is lost. All of the energy that is um, in a in a system affects all of the other energy that's in the system. And so, like my work within myself to bring about healing in my own brokenness, just hopefully brings it about outside of me in other people. That gets maybe more freely expressed or more creatively expressed. I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe that it just is more completely expressed. I guess so. Like, if I'm still uh, walking around as wounded, you know, and in a, you know, at a, cer- at a certain like. Um, a level of 
health, then that's definitely going to have an effect. Not, not that like being wounded means, I mean, that, that could also mean that you're being, that's positively influencing others, you know, because like you're never going to be 100% complete and just being like real about that and honest about it is something that's really healthy and positive for others to see and hear. But um, as I, you know, and it never stops, like as I get healing for myself, it's helps me to bring that about outside of myself. So then you have started to identify more with the life force. Is that right? I think it, I think it just is growing inside me. Right. And so as it grows inside you, does that create an experience where you start to identify with that's just as as that becomes bigger inside you, right? As that begins to take up kind of more space inside you? What does that suggest about who we are then? I mean, do, if that's growing in you, do you start to identify more with like that's just who or what you are? Yeah, I think in some ways my... Uh, my personhood can dissolve and, and, you know, I just identify with more with the life force, you know, Mm -hmm. not, not that I'm not important. I'm an important manifestation of the life energy. And yeah, it also helps me connect with the larger consciousness or life energy. Previously, we've talked about it as the large self. Uh Uh-huh. It's it's growing, and so it's growing inside me, and yeah, connecting with it. So then more. that then there becomes as that grows in in you, and you are identifying more and more with like that's just kind of who or what you are, however you want to say it. Then it seems to me then that w- there would be then less confusion about your existence and what you are. And doesn't yes. that doesn't that then create less confusion? I mean, if if at the core there is less confusion, then doesn't by that rationale wouldn't less confusion about how you are or how you function in all of these other ways? Doesn't that start to be less confused as well? Yeah, I think for me it's, I have one focus. You know, my only focus is to bring about the life energy, right? As I experience it internally, then I want other people to experience it. And I just know that, like, I can be a force for good or just for to, to bring about this creative force life energy in others and in systems and in my environment and in families and in the society so then you've grown to to trust this thing that's probably started 
subtly, right, but has has grown. There must have been then some experience of learning to trust it more and mm -hmm. go away from things that you used to trust and kind of shed those. Yeah. I, I think trust is uh, it's important uh, if you if you don't you know trust this life force that's sort of at the center of the universe I guess you could say then that's problematic but I, I think everybody trusts it actually I, I think they maybe have lost sight of their hope and trust but to me it's just it's just hope you know and I think everybody has that mm -hmm. and, and sure people get depressed and people um, are suicidal and um, give up on life but um, I think I think at their core everyone has the hope that there's something good out there and it's just kind of tapping into that um, fanning that flame a little bit mm. do you believe that I do believe that most certainly I mean I think that that's a pretty big thing that we're talking about or that anybody could talk about in regards to just <clears throat> this life force especially for you I'm just kind of using you as an example like the more this life force grows in you the more space it takes up in your consciousness or whatever mm -hmm. the more you start to identify with it right the more you start to identify with like that's this that life force or whatever that sense in me is that's that is what i am mm -hmm. that it's who i am i'm may have these roles as jola dad or jola helper or whatever those are roles but you're never confused about what what you are mm -hmm. i mean mm -hmm. that may sound overly simplistic but i think the implications of that are unspeakably powerful i mean sure so you could use the analogy of like if a squirrel was confused about itself right and thought maybe that he was a tiger mm -hmm. he would probably be getting himself in a lot of trouble <laughs> right right that's maybe an overly simplistic analogy but I mean mm -hmm. that that understanding or that realization on a really deep level has huge implications mm -hmm. yeah and my role as a dad my 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 job or my vocation is a maybe a better word it is just to bring about life energy for my children you know um, it's to help them grow and it's to help them hope and it's to help them trust 
and to interact with their environment and with the rest of the family in life-giving ways. Hmm. It's not complicated. So you're never then you're never confused or you spend it sounds well, like I'm what? confused a lot okay. personally but right but it's, <laughs> if I focus on that but it, things get simpler. Right. So it's, it sounds like that as this grows in you you spend less and less time in confusion about really deep and fundamental things like your orientation on a real deep level is yeah. pretty is more and more accessible yeah because like because it's just a guiding principle right so like with my children you know as i'm as i'm parenting my children the guiding principle is how do i bring about growth and life in their lives you know and trust right those are really simple things and and so like i mean it is hard to know like what to do about certain parenting decisions at times you know it's it can be confusing um, but if i use the you know kind of that guiding principle of i'm trying to bring about growth for them then the answer about what to do becomes clearer a lot clearer mm. so you know if they're if they're misbehaving or doing something um struggling with their attitude or their emotions or whatever my my focus is just you know what does this mean in terms of their growth what does this behavior mean in terms of their growth and um you know how they're progressing and you know gr growing into the particular developmental stage that they're in and how do i foster that you know um, and there are some certain like developmental tasks that they need to be able to um, conquer or meet right and and so whatever it is at that stage of their life that's just my job as their dad to foster that to help bring it about right it's not <laughs> I mean parenting is hard and it's confusing and it's com complicated um but if you have the right guiding principle, then you really, it's hard to go wrong. I mean, it might take you a while to figure out. It might take some effort and, you know, practice, you know, just the iterations of to get it, to get it right or, you know, to grow yourself so that you can be a more helpful parent. But, but you're never confused, like on a core level about kind of what it's supposed to be. I know, yeah, I know what my job is in the world, it, you know, as far as, and I'm probably making it sound really too simple or whatever, but like, when be, because like I know there are certain things that don't matter and this does matter, then it just, at least for me right now, this is what gives me life and gives me energy is to bring about life for other people. And I think, you know, I want to go back to the, I said earlier, like, I think everybody has this hope um, or this trust in, in the larger self or the larger consciousness. And I think, you know, just the fact that people have a, an instinct to 
go on living is proof enough of that. You know, like people want to be alive. Most people want to be alive. And mm. sure, you, you know, people reach some points in their lives where they maybe don't want to be alive. And we certainly understand that um, in our profession. And, and that's a real thing, right? And I'm, so I'm not meaning to displ- dismiss or downplay those feelings because they're real, right? But people don't start life that way. Mm. You know, they, they start life with, a, with this life energy. They want to be alive and they want to grow and they want to create. Yeah, it's like that that life energy or that life force or, you know, I would, I, you can say it a hundred different ways, but <laughs> <clears throat> that life force is unfettered or uninhibited, you know, from a very very early age I mean straight out of the womb it's just pure mm-hmm. beingness or consciousness or life force like it that's just all that's being expressed right there you know what I mean it's it, there are no layers on top of it mm-hmm. there are no layers on top of it yeah you know yeah it's, the- it's just it's 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 just there and it's always there even though we may be 78 or 38 or 48 that life force or that consciousness or whatever is still there Mm -hmm. there may be layers on top of that that maybe kind of keep us in the dark a little bit about that is if that makes any sense at all yeah, I wonder what some of those layers are. Um, and they, I think they make us forget the life energy that we had, or they kind of rob us of our joy in living. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe it's just about like removing those layers or peeling back those layers to be able to really activate that life force again. Um, and I think when people get too encumbered by those layers, you know, that's when they sort of give up. Yeah, I think those layers start to happen because we, especially developmentally, you know, we, especially probably around three or four, we get this. That's kind of seems to be where there's this big shift of separateness like I'm me and you're mm-hmm. you and then that's where this I starts to grow mm-hmm. right this the sense of I starts to mm-hmm. <laughs> grow and get real big and then we start adding because of that sense of I starts to grow we start to add all of these layers around it i i'm this i'm not this i'm you know all of these things then are identifications and then things we are adding unconsciously kind of just layers on top of the, just this being this being this this pure beingness or this life force or whatever mm-hmm. you know 
so you're kind of talking about the programming now yeah I mean is that what that is sure I think it's identification and and with certain things right mm-hmm. and then it yeah it looks like programming mm-hmm. as well just mm-hmm. and it's like you said you used I think a really good word where it's there's just starts to be this forgetting about what has always been there and what always is there right and um, it's almost like part of some of what you've been doing this growing sense of this life force has been this room it's it's been remembering mm-hmm. yeah I think there's I think there's a developmental arc there <laughs> you know you, you kind of um, like you said you you start to define yourself maybe in your adolescence a lot or just in your childhood about who you are and who you're not and um, that developing of the self that we've talked about on previous episodes um, starts to feel like it's the goal <laughs> you know that it, it takes on a um, maybe an exaggerated level of importance rightfully so at a certain point in your life and then later in your life there's um, probably this equally as important process of sort of getting back to shedding some of that um, some of those layers that you've gained I like I like I like to think of it then in, in, in terms of this arc and how we kind of unconsciously, unknowingly start this process of forgetting. Mm-hmm. And then at, at some point, cause I can totally identify with that, with there had been this process of just, in, especially in the kind of this first stage of my life of forgetting. And then I just hit this tipping point of really starting to just remember like and most of it was remembering what isn't real or what's not you know what's not true about me Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so there's this it is interesting then this this arc that maybe we all kind of share of this this great forgetting and then this like great remembering yeah for me it's been um you know so like I'm, i'm in my late 30s it's hard for me to say, but, um, you know, at this stage in our lives and for a lot of people, I think there's kind of this cultural expectation, especially in our culture that you are to build, you know, and be successful. Um, and bigger is better, you know, um, and I have this natural resistance to that. Um, but it's also been this discovery as I've experienced grief and loss and those kinds of things that, um, you know, building, building bigger and better and just having success is not really meaningful in the big scheme of things. And it's not really, so it's not really meaningful to me, you know? So, um, when I was talking at the beginning of today's episode about like really thinking about what is meaningful 
this was this is what's meaningful to me is is bringing about life in in myself hopefully in my family in all of the relationships that I have um, and that just is how I kind of have have come about it you know it's through like discovering that like the natural expected trajectory that everyone it seems like everyone is on <laughs> is not it's not really meaningful to me or interesting you know but mm. it, and maybe my life doesn't and maybe everybody discovers this I don't know but like <sighs> it, and maybe my life doesn't look completely different than than anyone around me but like for me the internal experience of that principle that guiding principle is um is life-changing well that's what i mean like maybe on the surface your life doesn't look radically different than anybody else's but on a core level there's you know maybe some things that are very different yeah, my experience of it is definitely different than it was before. Mm-hmm. You know, and it wasn't like a light switch. Like it, one day I turned it on and everything's different. It's like a process. Mm. So maybe it would be helpful to talk about how to remember. That's exactly <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna start. That's exactly what I was gonna say. That's. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a a thousand different entry points into that as well. You know what I mean? But I think one way you can go into this process of of remembering is to maybe ask ask yourself or try to take stock of the things that are really important to you. Because then I think that gives us a good pointer in regards to the things that we're most identified with or attached to. Okay. It's not saying that we shouldn't have, I'd at least at this point in my understanding, I don't think it's, it's about being creating this total detachment or anything like that or mm-hmm. you know but i think it just has to do with being clear about wh- what what you're attached to and how you're attached to and how that it can how our attachments can kind of create this forgetfulness yeah you know what i mean yeah and Uh, start there. I mean, yeah, it's good. I th- I th- think that that can be a great way to just see. Okay, what what things am I attached to? What things am I really identified with? What what things are my well being really tied to? Yeah, and how does that kind of keep me from really re- just kind of remembering? How does that keep me in forgetfulness? And how does that keep keep me from staying in or being in a deeper remembrance of what I what I really am or what my real orientation is in, in regards to just this mm-hmm. letting this life force kind of flow in a more clean or focused way, like you say? 
you know, yeah. I like that expression. Yeah. So let's let's say that you're really attached to cars. Okay, so you you like cars. You you may be attached to a car that you own. You may be attached to um, working on cars. You know, and it's it may feel sometimes like the car is what gives you life. Um, that the car is what really matters, but actually, you know, when you die, when you pass on, the the car will <laughs> not really be part of your existence. Probably, you'll get passed on to someone else. It's just a possession, right? But I would say the way that you interact with your car could be life giving. So, like for some people, working on cars is like an art. You know, I can't changed my spark plugs hardly but there are some people who you know as they work on their cars um, that is a creative art and they um, can sort of get into the flow and the way that they do that is actually life-giving mm. you know it's it's um so it's sort of amazing you know they're to watch them and that that's just like it's just like their thing, you know? Um, and so, uh, you know, it, maybe it's not the thing itself that is life-giving, but your interaction with it. I would guess. It's and life-giving. What that can do, what that realization can do is, is help us remember, like, on a, a deep level what, our orientation is to just this existence and how we're mm -hmm. how we're exchanging and in, interacting with it rather mm -hmm. than it being well one of the basic lessons that teaches us is 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 that is 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 the the proper orientation towards form right anything that just has form what do you mean by form <clears throat> well a car that has form or Mm -hmm. A chair, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. our orientation towards form can be, can have a lot, can look a lot of different ways. I mean, we can mm -hmm. drag race for competition and, you know, all of these things. And that can, if we're, our orientation towards that car, that form mm -hmm. really just grows unconsciously, then, you know, our ego really develops around it and all of that stuff. But mm -hmm. if, what you're talking about like you know towards the mechanic and you, there's this conscious engagement of it and how it's more I even kind of artful and life-giving than that teaches uh, teaches us about how to interact with with form yeah <clears throat> another example would be like um, if you're working on plants you know uh, growing vegetables or um, even just flowers or doing yard work or whatever, like you're doing a lot of work for something that's not going to last forever, you know? Um, and everything's like that for all the work that we do, um, farming, you know, um, you're, you're producing something that's going to pass away. Right. Mm -hmm. But the way you do it is life giving. Mm -hmm. It can be life giving, mm -hmm. you know, and people, you know, when people watch you do it, they can see the the art in it, the um, productivity, 
um, the beauty that comes about because of it. It's not going to last forever, but the way you're interacting with your environment or whatever you're working on is is the life energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so one way we can kind of go into this deeper remembering is to just take stock of the things that were really that are important to us or the things that we're really identified with you know what I mean um, and then take a look at how you do them not what you're doing but how you do it yeah yeah you're exact I think so it, because you're talking about the relationship mm-hmm. what is my relationship to this thing right mm-hmm. which speaks to this right this engagement and this flow of consciousness or life force like is there is is that right so other ways to remember Mm. I would take just take a look at you know and this is similar but just take a look at the places in your life where you feel the most life (laughs) you know the places in your life the things that you do or experience that are the most life-giving for you Mm -hmm. you know whether that's like um it could be restful activities. It could be creative activities. Um, it could be the relationships that you engage in that just feel good and give you a sense of like like a, a regenerative experience. You know, um, there are certain people who you who you have that sense of resonance with, who you connect with, who you know you can laugh together or you can just kind of have a conversation that's really life-giving for both of you and you can tell that um, tell that that's occurring for both of you Um, but just look for those places you know and those may feel um, temporal as well or they may feel meaningless at times Um, but you know what's occurring in those relationships or in those things that you're doing is is life-giving it you're experiencing the life energy in those things and then and then just you know sort of remembering that that's what life is about and even expanding the times in your life when you're having those types of experiences and maybe creating them for others yeah okay there might be some work in removing some of the layers that we were talking about earlier um and that may happen through grief, um, but it, you know, and we, we may also kind of get awareness of those things through our pain and difficulty or stress, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so you could be paying attention to where you're experiencing those things because that's probably a point where there needs to be a layer removed. Yeah. or shed to be able to get back to the 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 life-giving energy yeah some of it's gonna rec- could look like or you you have the opportunity to just kind of ask yourself really like on a deep level what you're not you know mm-hmm. like all of these things we identify with or these 
and labels we put on ourselves and how that influences us and what would it even look like to I mean it's, it's interesting <clears throat> that's kind of what vacations are for aren't they or like why people like vacations so much one would say that just kind of on a on <clears throat> on a deep level it's we're just kind of um getting away from our from our labels and our you know identifications and we feel mm -hmm. free right because we don't have all of these labels on us well that's fine you know to go on a vacation to be able to have that sense of freedom that's mm -hmm. really kind of where we feel very creative and energized and mm -hmm. want to do all of these things and but it could be good to be able to give ourselves the opportunity to just uh, do that while we're living where we are so we don't have to mm -hmm. depend on vacations to give us that mm -hmm. temporary you know mm -hmm. sense of yeah. life force or the accessibility to the life force or freedom yeah. or whatever yeah I think you're just looking to get back to your creative self, you know, um, without all the pressure that those, you know, responsibilities or roles have, um, you know, that's when we can sort of rediscover or remember our creative selves and, you know, the things that the life, the ways that the life energy manifests itself and... What, what we're doing you know hmm. all right we'll talk to you next time thanks everyone thanks